Welcome to Down to the Nub Live, the weekly show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, interviews, giveaways, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Cigar Mechanic Brandon Wells. Let's get started. What's going on? on? (laughs) Welcome to Down to the Nub Live, the weekly show where we sit here, you stare at us, and we talk together. (laughs) (laughs) I freaking love it, dude. We just have so much fun with this. It's great. All right. Quakes 30 jumped on first, and that was a while ago. Geez, that was, gosh, almost half hour ago. Brandon Chapin. Hola. What's up? Big Rod Whitehead. What's going on? It's Engineer in the house. Anthony Giannis. Yo, yo. Quakes. Evening, everybody. Uh, what's up from William Gallahan and Hashimoto Sports? Matt. No, 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 no. Thank you. Thank you. Hashimoto Sports. Hashimoto in the house. <laughs> what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another another wonderful, another wonderful Sunday. How are yeah, I was you about doing? to say that too. I'm doing well, Jason Martin. What's going on? What up? What up? I'm doing well. It's been a busy week, but it's been a good week. We've uh, been doing a lot of to-do list things around the house, and I mean, I repainted part of the trim on our kitchen counter. I put up a new backsplash. Jeez. Gosh, redid baseboards, all sorts of different things downstairs, and uh, I'm really good at getting projects taken care of a year after they should have been taken care of. Because <laughs> we had a leak in our wall over a year ago that we used our uh, tax refund to pay for all sorts of different things. Being a homeowner is that much fun. And I just patched the wall up like a month and a half ago and I finally finished all the baseboards for it. So yeah, but it's, it's been good. It's been busy, but it's been good. What about you? You know, man, I've got some of those projects too. I've, I've had like outlets that I need to replace and all that kind of stuff for six years now that I just haven't gotten to. So don't feel bad. Uh, I've been here for seven years. I just put on the transfer strip that goes from the laminate wood flooring in our living room to the tile in the kitchen. <laughs> so that's it's how it always, goes. It's always something, isn't it, man? Yep. <sighs> Michael, no, I'm doing, what's going on? Sorry, go ahead. No, man, I'm doing great, bro. Like th- this week's been uh it's it's been nice to get back out in the grind um and and be able to see everybody out there again. Uh start visiting some shops. It's funny because like a lot of my meetings are taking longer than they used to because it's like get re getting introduced, you know, getting to know everybody again and yep. hearing the story of how the shops are doing and spending that time with them. So um yeah, it's been a crazy busy week. Good. Yeah. Uh Anthony Giannis, I sent you a card for Steve. Uh that's awesome. Nice. Thank you so much. Um Matt Hashimoto, Michael, what's up? And a quick Happy birthday belated to Michael Wells, whose birthday was yesterday. Michael Wells' birthday yesterday and Steve from Frontline Cigars' birthday today. Yes. So two good, good friends are down to the nub. So happy birthday to both of you. Um, Yeah, that's it. (laughs) William said, I smoke cigars and sweat. That was it. (laughs) It chased the tornadoes. Brandon Chapin, not to get serious right away, but I needed this show today. I've been watching video of what's going on in the country all day. Oh, well, then let this be a breath of fresh air or a breath of smoky air, whatever way you want to, <laughs> whatever way you want to say it. Uh, thanks for jumping in and hanging out with us, Brandon. Uh, yeah. And then Michael Wells says, thanks, gents. So we, uh, well, what are you smoking? Let's go that route first. Bro, I finally got my hands on some of these. Yeah, you bought a whole box of them. I had to. 
I know, right? I had to. These things were so popular that like they went away quickly from the warehouse. And uh, I'm smoking the Patina Maduro, rustic. Very nice. I, I had to buy a box. I just had to. I, I text Mo and I was like, "Hey, dude, just so you know, I sold a box during a My Father event." And he says, "Oh, okay." And I said, "But it was to me." <laughs> <laughs> I had to buy a box and I've been handing them out like candy. I'm almost out. That's awesome. Sherry Freeman, Cigar Mom, what's going on? Hello, everyone. Saw that a minute ago. Peter Giannis, hello, hello. And uh, yeah, so I am smoking. Michael, hey, Michael Wells is smoking one, dude. Look at this. He's got one in I've his I've got hand. my hands on one as well. Look at that. Or got one in my hands as well. Yep, Very yep, nice. Yep. What are you so, smoking? <clears throat> I am smoking the Martinez Cigars. Uh, 45th series this is the torpedo because we actually just interviewed them and it released a couple days ago on our podcast through youtube and they make great cigars uh and uh so i just figured you know what i don't have any patina which i'm bummed about i need to get some but i could not get over to the store or the shop by me to go and get them in time so uh yeah i'm, I'm rocking a martinez 45th series nice those are good guys too um i just spoke very with good them yesterday yeah great great guys man so I'm, I'm excited about some stuff that's coming up that we cannot talk about yet no, I'm very excited can't. about it. But it's good stuff, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, pretty excited. Brickhouse, uh, natural while on vacation from Peter. William is dipping Copenhagen. William, you make fun of Chapin for his uh, smoking of menthols, and you're going to be dipping Copenhagen during a down-to-the-nub live show. You are like the patina man, William. I'm calling you out right now. Spit Seriously. that out and light up a patina. Jason Martin had an Espinosa inch earlier, a DTT Naka Tamale. That's actually a really good stick. I enjoyed that one. And now an Undercrown Sun Grown. Frankie Rodriguez, how we doing? What's going on, Frankie? Thanks for tuning in. So we uh, we should get this party started. I'm gonna share real quick what's uh, which McCall share this with people on Facebook, and I'll I'll let you fill in for 30 seconds and and sort of give some background on who we've got. <laughs> I'm going to do something. I'm going to stare at my phone for a minute and mumble things. And then, yeah, and then try and remember what I was going to do. <laughs> Peter says, do tell. Cole's in the fire. Do tell. I cannot tell you what's going on. But I'm super excited, and I can tell you what's going on for today because I'm super excited for today. Um, we've got an amazing guest on today, and I think he's uh, done a great job. He's To me, he's uh, salt of the earth. He's one of the most humble guys in the industry, one of the most honest guys in the industry, and he's one of the guys that I'm proud to be partnered with. Um, as a broker out here in Arizona, uh, to have him a part of our team, to be a part of his team, that we've partnered together to work with him. Obviously, I'm smoking a Patina cigar, so obviously we're going to have Mo on, uh, owner of Patina Cigars. And without further ado, let me just throw him on here. Absolutely. I hope that everything worked because emails didn't work today, dude. How you doing, Mo? What's up, brother? What's up, guys? How's it going? Can you hear going me? Well, how you Man, I was I was hoping for like a Vince McMahon type entrance. Can we? Is there any way that we could, you know, uh, do that? <laughs> Something like that, you know. No chance. Uh, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things before we get started, please. Uh, number one, I hope everybody is safe and well. Number two, um, whoever said that they were waiting for this for something to look forward to, I apologize in advance for disappointing you. And third, um, uh, what was the other thing? Dipping Copenhagen, uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, I do that in between cigars. So um, I can't speak against that. And lastly, uh, Tim, what are we doing not smoking a patina today? I just, I, this, is, this is, I mean, this is, this is hurtful. 
I know, uh, Mo, and it's it's on no, me. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I know. Dude, well, I, I had two of them. I bought two of the uh, Patina Habanos and or had them sent to me. Bottom, I don't remember one of the two, and loved them. And then realized, oh shoot, we're having Mo on, and I don't have one. And with no, all the honeydew this yesterday, I was like, ah, crap. Dude, all good. I did want to say also happy birthday to Frontline Steve. Uh, yes. He has been uh, on on the um, on the ride with me throughout the whole journey. So uh, you know that's. He's a good dude, man. Good guy. Yeah. Very good yeah. guy. Yeah, he just brought you uh he just put you back up on the website there, didn't he? Uh yeah, we were on there, yep. And then uh he was he was able to uh to sell them. So yeah, nice. we'll 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 reload soon, hopefully. Yeah, no, that's exciting, man. That's really exciting. Uh Michael Wells says that he tries to smoke cigars between cigars. That's a good way of doing it. No, Great nothing. Luck, yeah, I mean, dude. Yeah, if the if the situation allows for it, absolutely. But uh, you can't exactly smoke cigars in a movie theater or uh, you know stuff like that. So or a baseball game. Now, how is that stuff? I don't even know why we're talking about dip right now, but uh, <laughs> because that's it's fine. a topic. Why not? We, we could go that route. But um, what is the Zen stuff? I've been seeing that resign or whatever the hell it is. It, it looks like stuff with training wheels, but. But, uh, I'm willing to. I'm willing to be open-minded. Because it's what it's smokeless. You're, you're smokeless such a son of a bitch, dude. What's that? It's basically smokeless tobacco with nicotine in it, basically, right? But flavored so that you know people like Chapin and all oh, of them so can stay happy. Cool. It's like a Tatiana. No, 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 no. So what it is is it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be closer to like a snooze than it is to a to a Copenhagen dip. So it's gonna be right, more right. of the natural stuff. Right. So you can actually you you don't have to sit there with a cup or a bottle and spit over and over again. <laughs> you, uh, you mean that? <laughs> you mean you don't want to do that? No. No, dude, I'm not gonna be sitting there at a baseball game with my kids, like spitting. The, yeah, let's go, good kids, keep it up. Everyone's gotta grow up sometime. No, bro, come on now, stop it, stop <laughs> it. Then that then that one drunk guy walks by, knocks over the cup right in your lap, and you got a Ooh. freaking lap full of all that chaw, man. Uh, uh. Is no this <laughs> William Copenhagen is Mo approved. Peter Janis, it's a tobacco show. Dip is tobacco. He used to two skull wintergreen. Oh, oh, oh. oh. That, that's the stuff made of like the movie Sandlot. Oh <laughs> man, winter, winter wintergreen's tough, man. I I can't do the flavors. That's terrible, man. I think uh, Quakes is just jumping on. I think Quakes jumped on earlier to say that he was first. He was and they first. Got off and had dinner or something and a couple drinks. Yeah, jumping back on. Michael Wells, <laughs> you guys are making me sick. Uh, that, that's a long list, pal. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Wells, you're going to want to get in line. Yeah. Jump, uh, join the club, man. We got, we got the coin, the patch, and everything, bro. <laughs> yeah. You make me sick. Your cigar club. So, what's going so, on with you, brother? How are things out there, man? Uh, you know, look at um, the country right now is um, in a very tough situation. Um, here is no different. Uh, things that started in downtown Chicago have made their way to the suburb that I live in. Um, so we're seeing uh, some interesting stuff on top of COVID. So uh, we're in some challenging times right now, man. So I'm glad yeah. that we're able to get together and hopefully give people an outlet for a little bit anyway. Yeah. Yep. Well, and it's yeah. interesting, and I'm not going to 
you know, political because that's just not my take on it. But it's interesting that once all this has happened, that COVID talk has gone down significantly. And I, right now, everybody's focusing on people's safety because right. it needs to be whether it's law enforcement, whether it's citizens, and all that. But it's it's interesting how everything has has shifted so quickly. But let's shift back to cigars and shift back oh. to why you're here, Mo. Mo, yeah. give us a rundown on Patina and its its background, and uh, let, give people an opportunity to sort of learn about who you are and what Patina Cigars is. Um. So, man, we'll just do real quick because. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the people that are listening to this have already kind of been on stuff that I've done before. So um, started with the Sultans of Smoke uh, blog and podcast, uh, did a cigar with James Brown in 2015, 2016 for the podcast. Uh, kind of introduced me to the world of uh, cigars and tobacco and premium tobacco and all of that, if you want to call it that. And so... Um, just took it from there, man, was kind of sick of the corporate routine, didn't really enjoy my job anymore, loved cigars, loved everything about cigars. Uh, and so we gave it a shot, and here we are. So three years later, uh, still in it, to the shock, I think, of many, <laughs> maybe, maybe even myself a little bit. But uh, I know that I don't give up on things, and I believe in the brand, so here's to another three more at least. I at least want to get a five-year anniversary cigar out. I mean, come on. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, you gotta, gotta reach the milestone. You, you hit the one right. year. Now, now let's get to five, and we'll go from right. there. Yeah. But it's cool because you were at uh, what was then IPCPR. You were at you know PCA last year, and were there and had representation and got to you know network and, and get your your brand out there even more so. Um, what is it as someone who is, you know, newer into boutique cigars in the cigar industry, what kind of stuff does that do in turn in terms of exposure, um, networking and, and being able to solidify your place in the industry? Um, look, it's optics more than anything. Uh -huh. it, it's establishing legitimacy in the eyes of, of, uh, consumers, retailers, uh, reps, um, you know, I remember I met Brandon, what, 2017 IPCPR, Brandon? That was my first IPCPR. You were there with HR. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, look, man, I'm that brand that if somebody goes to IPCPR with a budget of 50000 and it's like, oh, shit, I still have 3000 Can I swear, by the way? And I apologize if I can't. Oh, you're um, fine. It, yeah, please oh, don't say oh, shit like that. Yeah, all right. So, I, oh, wow, I have $3,000 left in my budget. You know, let, here's some playing around money. They'll come see Patina, right? Uh, at least for the first couple of years. Uh, and even we're not going to get a chance to see how I would perform at PCA this year. But even at TPE, it became a little bit more of a destination versus an afterthought. And that's kind of really the, uh, the goal, man. I mean, you want to continue to become uh, less of an afterthought and more of on the forefront of, of a retailer's thinking, of a consumer's thinking. And being at stuff like PCA or it's TPE helps establish that legitimacy in the eyes of people. Because, unfortunately, your product itself won't do that, no matter how good it is. Um, mm -hmm. It just doesn't. There, there's a lot more that goes into it, which is one of the biggest lessons I've learned over the okay. past three years. Yeah, because you can have a great product, but if nobody knows about it or feels compelled to try it out, then all it is is a product that sits there. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yep. So what kind of goals do you have for Patina moving forward? Obviously, PCA not happening this year. 
Uh, it sounds like you're looking forward to being at TPE in January. Uh, what kind of things are, are you looking forward to with Patina and some goals that you, you've got? Just continue on the path that we're on, really. Um, I've been very fortunate during COVID to, to withstand it a lot better than I thought I would. Um, Good. We came out with the Maduro. We're going to be coming out with more sizes of the Maduro. I have some other projects in the works, but nothing gets rushed. I don't believe in that. I, I believe that it's, uh, it has to be demand pull growth. Uh, and what I mean by that is people need to be asking for it. I'm not just going to make stuff to put out there to shove down, down people's throat. That doesn't right. work um, for the long term anyway. And so uh, the goal is to be around for a while. And uh, if you keep coming out with stuff that people could trust, uh, then you will stay around. Bro, you definitely did really, really well during, I mean, even even like looking at everything that was going on during this whole COVID-19, and I don't want to go down that road of COVID-19, but like, let's be realistic, bro. Like you launched a new line in the midst of everything. Uh-huh. And you, you not only launched it, but you kicked ass with it, dude. Like I saw it all over social media. You know, it's getting harder and harder to find right now, so which, which, you know, means that we've got to get more out there, which is difficult when everything's shut down. But what you had, dude, you moved through and you kicked ass. And it's like, it's it's come into the forefront like a storm, man. I mean, everybody's talking about it right now. How does that make you feel? Man, it's, it's awesome. But you also remember the days when nobody was talking about it. So right. uh, you just try to stay even keel, right? Like, all right, man, this is great. Let's build on it. I think the more people that get to know, uh, even just beyond the cigars, but what, you know, we talk about all the time, Brandon, and, and what I, I talk about with the people that represent the Patina brand all the time and what the brand means to me is, um, you know, that it, it really is just a regular dude's brand, you know, not trying to be anything that we're not, not trying to fit into a mold. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like uh, just being yourself and being comfortable with it. And I don't, I, it's, it's about, it's about just enjoying the ride with the people that have ridden with me. That's it. Right. And there's a lot of them uh, that I appreciate. And without those people, there wouldn't be what is happening, you know, what, what we've seen over the past month or so, especially. Yeah. No, and it's crazy. I was in a shop the other day. Um, was it Friday? I think it was Friday night. I was at a shop, and um, you know, I can't. You know, you know how we are. We can't just sit in a shop. Like I see somebody walk in the humidor, it's just natural. I jump up and I go in and help them. And you know, it was a, a a new smoker. She says she's mm-hmm. looking for something milder. You know, she's tried some of the flavored stuff. Oh, nice! You gave her the Casa Cuevas. Yeah, I gave her the Casa Cuevas Connecticut. Oh, okay, good. She loved yeah. it. Good, I pointed good. at the patina, and the thing about it is she said that the logo was really, really nice, but she smoked the Cuevas instead. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, went to Espinosa Crema, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Crema. No, but I, I, I told her. Server. But listen, dude, I told her the story about you, like where you've come from and your brand and, and everything, and – you know, they, they carry some of my other lines. I pointed out all of them, but she loved the fact that <laughs> like, she, she loved, but here's the reason why she picked yours and why she went with the Connecticut was mm-hmm. because she, when I told her, I said, listen, Mo's idea of this cigar is that we could take the band off of that cigar 
and hand it to you and you know you're smoking a patina. And that's one of the things that you've always said that I love that resonates with me is that your goal is to make sure that, that your cigar is speaking for itself. Yeah. That, that, bro, listen. It, so for those that don't know, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, south suburbs of Chicago. Uh, we are – it is an area, for better or worse, that is huge on substance and very low on show. If that makes sense. So if you don't if you don't bring it and be able to back it up, don't bring it. Right. And so yeah, I mean that that's all I have because I'm not a marketing guy. Uh I'm not a I don't know what else you would you would need, but that's it. You know, I'm just it is what it is. And the cigars are the you know, speak it, right? And you're experiencing the cigar, not not the band you right. shouldn't be right uh or a box so but it's it's uh, the logo is is very classy and simple but very elegant at the same time because it's it's not showy it's not you know tons of bright crazy colors you know like some of the other manufacturers are going with to try and be eye-catching and try and be mm -hmm. you know eye-popping when you're walking through a humidor it's yeah. a very very simple but but classy looking logo and band and everything and i think it you know, it, it, it does very well, like, you know, the customer that Brandon was talking with it, it. It's it's something that you can look at and go, wow, that, that is really nice. And because they've got a, a nice logo and band and packaging and the boxes and the way that you do it all, you know, I, I need to give it a shot. And so it, it, it definitely presents itself well. No, man, I, I appreciate that. And and that's exactly what we we're going for, because classic withstands trends and trends come and go. So if you have a look that was never cool. It could never be uncool, if that makes sense. Um, so it's just classic. And uh, that's that's really what it's about, man. Just uh, being able to withstand all the trends that come and go as, uh, mm -hmm. as we build the brand. So There you go. So for everybody that's watching and chiming in from uh, YouTube and Facebook land, what questions do you have for Mo as far as blends or how is he going into it or any of those kinds of things? Um, go ahead and put them down in the comments and, and you know, let's get everybody engaged with, with Mo and uh, keep the conversation going. But Mo, if you could go through sort of the, the rundown of what's in your line and, and what, what patina consists of. Uh, in terms of... Uh, the different blends like, that you have. Okay, yep. Uh, Connecticut, Ecuador. Uh, Habano, Ecuador, undisclosed on the Maduro. Uh, we'll <laughs> you, say that that you say that was such a smirk, bro. <laughs> I know. it's such. Well, look, it's such an asshole thing to do, and I almost <laughs> hate myself for it. And there's like this like self-hate thing going on, but there are reasons why I've done that. And, um, and you're not the only one that does that. No. And, and listen, guys, we're, we're in a different environment today. And it's going to um, continue to be kind of weird until we get firm direction from the FDA. So yeah. the less you put out, the less that you are tied to, <laughs> yeah. right? So uh, you just have to play this smart for now. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so but the, the cigars primarily are U.S. and uh, Nicaraguan, um, and. Uh, just off what, what are you laughing about uh, william but not disclosed means cuba <laughs> no not in this case that's uh, what everybody thinks right right no 
no, no. Uh, so, but yeah, man, the cigars are uh, primarily U.S., Nicaragua, and then Ecuador wrapper. Nice. Uh, but we, uh, again, you're just going for something, something that is different, right? And and the the hard part about that is your consumer base, myself included, are used to we become used to profiles, right? And expectations that we have from cigars from certain countries or whatever. So when you challenge that and you bring a profile that may not have existed in the marketplace, it's going to take time for people to warm up to that, if that makes sense. And so to accept that profile as part of the rotation, because for me, a lot of this is about profiles. Uh, that's why you see people that smoke this Maduro also smoke this Habano and also smoke this Connecticut, right? Or this Corojo or whatever, because there's something in the profile that links those cigars together, even if the tobaccos are, are, are different. Mm -hmm. Michael Wells has a, a great question. Uh, he, uh, he says, what brought about the 16 count box? Uh, so that was actually from uh, the Mombacho stuff. When I was at Mombacho, that was the number of stairs that they had in the factory. Um, the cigars are no longer made at Mombacho, but uh, for FDA purposes, the box count stayed the same. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. I just finished my third box of undisclosed cigar, Kevin uh, Corbley's. Well, well, I appreciate that. I'm assuming that's Patina Maduro. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's just, I mean we, don't, we don't want to jump to conclusions here, but uh, I'm assuming that that's what that is. So thank you, sir. Yeah, I was wondering if Kevin was talking about like his third box of like backwoods or something. And he just didn't want to close <laughs> one he was smoking. Yeah, it's Connecticut Broadleaf. <laughs> well, and we knew if it was Chapin, he would have said, I just finished my third carton. So yeah, okay. <laughs> his, thir his third roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love what you're doing, man. I mean, I think it's just, I mean, even working with you, I get to see a lot of the back end stuff and what's going on, but it, it's just cool because you really do just let the cigars work for themselves. I mean, you're not the guy that runs around with these major deals with a ton of marketing ploys and a bunch of, you know, swag, all the, the cigars just speak for themselves and you let them work for themselves. And that's what I love about it. No, man, I appreciate that. I was talking to somebody, somebody to ask, I, I was doing a, um, a virtual thing last night and somebody asked you know what when's the uh or where is you know can we get more swag can we get more of this and and i said look man with fda and all of that and then plus just keeping cigars in inventory and yeah. you know you know and your pockets are about as deep as a kiddie pool you have really uh tough decisions to make right and so everything comes when the time asks for it is how i look at it now that's not to say brandon you and i have discussed uh some coming um some some ideas that we've thrown around so uh yeah. we'll see what happens with that but um it's just one of those things man where you you have to try to if you're like a coach and then you have you look at your roster you just try to work your roster to your advantage as best you can yeah, and I think that's interesting. I mean, it's it's cool. You know, you've had some swag in the past, and there's just not a lot of it out there. So it almost like creates, it almost generates a desire for more that people are going like, 
dude, I want that. How do I get it? How do I get it? And I think that's just really kind of cool because you see some of these other brands and, you know, everybody and their grandma's wearing one of their hats or one of their shirts. And it just seems to kind of take away that, that specialness of it, right? Well, I promise you this. When we do end up bringing patina hats back, they're not going to be cheap, okay? Right. So I would rather come out with something really cool once in a while than a bunch of bullshit all the time. Yep. So yep. In, in that way, and also then what that does, um, what that does as well is it, it creates, um, for the people that do have the swag, that bought boxes, that bought whatever, it serves as more of a thank you because not every single person has what they have. You right. know what I mean? It, it elevates the status of that swag. Right. So, um, you know, again, we'll, we'll get there, but it'll be cool when it happens. Brandon and I have talked about some pretty cool ideas, so, you know, it'll happen. Yeah. There you go. Peter, Peter asks, hey, Mo, is there anything new on the horizon? Uh, in terms of... I'm assuming he's probably talking about in terms of cigars. Like any cigars? Okay. you got planned, any anything just you got I mean and you got anything new on the horizon? Is there gonna be like a, a, a nudie calendar of you on the horizon? I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, I have been approached by a few different, you know, publications to uh <laughs> but, uh no. I'm gonna do like one of those uh man, I'm not even gonna say it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so uh we Yes, uh, more sizes in the Maduro will be released once I can get back to Nicaragua and finish them. Um, Lance Harrow? No. no. God, <laughs> I knew uh, you were going to do that. Absolutely not. Um, Corona? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we'll do that. And then there is uh, there's another cigar that's about a tweak or two away from, from being pretty special. Uh that I've been working on, whether that becomes a different line or a fifth anniversary, I don't know yet. Um, but I, again, not going to just keep coming out with stuff to come out with stuff. We still got to build the Maduro. Um, I, I take offense to that, Peter. I think I'm pretty good looking, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> maybe not with this quarantine bod, but. Uh, Dad bod. Yeah. Yes. Dad so, bod or bod. Right. So we, uh, but other than that, man, that that's kind of what's in the pipeline. And other than that, so we'll see. A lot of I, it also has to do with uh, a lot of it. Oh, nice. Did you put them up to that, Brandon? Uh, <laughs> a lot of it also has to do with uh, just being able to get down there and work on stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm not going to rush that just to rush it either, because uh, if I don't have my health, I don't have anything. So yeah. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. And Michael says, hell yeah, the Corona and the Robusto are my favorite Vitolas in the Connecticut and Habano thus far. Mm -hmm. And he, he wants a Lancero too, just saying. Yeah, Mr. Wells, I, I appreciate that as well. Uh, <laughs> but Lanceros are just uh, are not in the cards. Yeah. Sorry, guys, for the dinner. Good luck with Mo Patina. Good work, Brian Thanks. and Tim, Tim, you have a different partner. Thanks, I do. I, I, I've got a different partner. It's your, it's your alter ego. <laughs> but, but then his brother follows it up with this: Dad bod calendar would sell. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I yeah. think, I think there's a market for it. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I think they did a survey of uh, of of women in one of the, the magazines that mm-hmm. actually like the dad bod is the number one yep. desirable uh, body type. So, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. They they would choose the dad bod because he's comfortable <laughs> who he is, as opposed to spending four hours a day in a gym seven days a week trying to just keep up you know it's like i always tell guys bro uh and i've talked about this on on my podcast too um if you if you're a single dude and you're going to meet a girl or whatever and you look at like her social media and it's all pictures of herself and stuff like that i thought bro she's never gonna love you as much as she loves herself you know and i would say the same thing to the ladies listening if you see a guy that loves himself he's never gonna love you as much as he loves himself so you know understand that Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just show went really like deep philosophical about liking people and liking ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you have to be comfortable with yourself, man. And yeah, I, I am a very philosophical person. I'm sorry. I nothing not wrong very, with that. Not very. Uh, you know, Brandon, Brandon, I'll get philosophical on you right now if you want. Dude, philosophize, my friend. He's <laughs> <laughs> leaving embarrassed right now. By the way, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Brandon Bryan um, <laughs> because he bought the first cigar mechanic uh, dad bod uh, calendar. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Three yeah. So, what are you smoking, Mo? Uh, Patina, Connecticut. Ooh, nice. Now, when when you enjoy cigars, I know a lot of different manufacturers that enjoy other you know manufactured cigars. They've got a rotation. They, they do all those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, because there's tons of cigars out there, which is fantastic, and you've got to have an open mind to it. Are you one that tends to go for more of the Connecticut in the morning and build up throughout the day, or do you just whatever sounds good sounds good? A lot of it depends on what I eat, and a lot of it depends on uh, when. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's just depends. I, mean, I don't like have like a certain time of day or anything like that. It's just whatever I feel like having. <laughs> okay. That's the best yeah, way sometimes to do. You're, just, you're just in that mood, right? You're going like, yeah. all right, I want something just lighter. And yep. the great thing about the great thing about your line is that you've pretty much got a mild, medium, and you know, medium plus to full yep. with the Maduro now. And but every one of them, if you're looking at flavor profile, every one of them is full of flavor. Yeah. And that's that's how I explain it to people. And and it's just hey, listen, if you're looking for a nice mild, you know, to mild plus cigar, grab the Connecticut, but you're not sacrificing flavor when you smoke that. So you're going to get that full flavor with just a nice mild cigar that's not going to kick you in the teeth at the end of the day. Absolutely. I mean, um, the way I want people, I don't care. Okay, let's say you smoke a patina. And, and I want you to go smoke another cigar afterwards, even if it's not a patina. The goal is to get people into cigars. If you're yeah. burning people's palates left and right and just tort, you know, lighting them up, what's left? Right. So you want people to be able to smoke your cigar, put it down, and have another one. And that's across all three lines. Um, and so I would rather create a flavorful experience uh, over uh, a super strong one, I guess. There you go. Brandon Chapin says, I'm not a Connecticut person. Sell me on trying one of yours, Mo. Hold on, hold on. Before uh, you, you before you answer yeah. that, you got to have Williams answer to, to Brandon Chapin's thing. Free pack of new ports for trying them. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, listen, if uh, that's a pretty good deal, uh, I love, those menthol cigarettes are second to none uh, in terms of flavor impact. 
But no, I, <laughs> man, I don't know, dude. How would I sell the Connecticut? Look, I was never a Connecticut guy. And by and large, there's a few that I'll smoke uh, that I really, really enjoy. Uh, but let me put it to you this way. I'm not a Connecticut guy and I smoke my Connecticut all the time. So it's a Connecticut for guys that maybe aren't really normally Connecticut guys. And you've got to be able to stand behind what you're putting out. Even if it's not your favorite, the fact that you smoke it and enjoy it is really the goal. Cause I mean, there are people in the industry that, you know, will put out a cigar and say, I don't care if you like it. I enjoy it. It is what it is. But you've got to at least be able to like your cigar and be able to convey it to people of even it's something as simple as that. Look, I'm not a Connecticut person, but I enjoy my Connecticut, which means there are Connecticut's out there for people to enjoy that they can try and they can fall in love with. I mean, shoot, Brandon was a, a medium, medium plus full bodied cigar for so long. And he's been on a Connecticut kit for the last like what? month and a half, two months where, I mean, yeah. And you just, I'm surprised you post anything other than Connecticut's lately because you're (laughs) a big Connecticut kick, but it's, it's cool because everybody has a different palette. And until you try something, you don't know whether you're going to like it or not. It's like the person that walks in and they go, they see a dark wrapper and they go, Oh no, that's gonna be way too bold. Mm -hmm. That's not the case at all. You can get a great, I mean, your Habano is phenomenal. It's the only one I've had in your line. But, you know, you get that and yeah, you've got a, a good medium experience, but it's not something where you look at it and you go, oh man, this is, this is going to kick me. And the Habano isn't a dark, dark wrapper, yeah, you know, yeah. like San Andreas or some other things, but you've got to be able to explore. And I think that's part of, um, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it. When you put together a blend, uh, obviously presentation, how it's going to look from the wrapper is going to be what people kind of, you know, crucial base their their selection on what what process do you go through when creating a cigar and and working through the blend so that you know it's going to be something that people gravitate towards because i'll be honest with you i've heard so much about your your habano which is you know why i tried it and it was fantastic and phenomenal and i loved it and i'm i'm much more of a a habano kind of a guy a a, you know mild plus to medium medium plus Mm -hmm. is my range which is a huge range obviously but you know what is what's the thought process you go through when creating a new blend and going through that process? Man, that's um, so. To get back real quick, let's just back. So to to further answer the question earlier, the one thing I get from a lot of people is I don't normally smoke Connecticut's, but I smoke yours, right? Um, and it goes to kind of what Brandon was talking about, still having a lot of flavor. Um, without sacrificing or or without being like, you know, strong. Right. So you kind of hit that, that area in terms of tobacco and presentation on the cigar. That's everything that that's everything that, um, that's everything that patina really is about. Uh, look guys, I use the same tobacco that cigars that are a lot more expensive than mine use. Okay. It's the same stuff and the same quality. I'm very lucky to be with a factory that has all of that stuff, right? Nice. So, which is a testament to them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with all of that said, when you have the good materials, you're able to make really good stuff and yeah. unique stuff. And so that has definitely helped on that end. So really that that stuff that we're not putting into swag or putting into whatever that, you know, some people ask for that's going into the materials used to make the cigars. 
that extra whatever you pay for for X type of tobacco to make sure that you're getting the best. So that's where a lot of that comes in. Nice. Well, it, it's cool that you you take that approach of look. Yeah, you, I mean, you admitted it. You've you've got a great place that a source that you get your tobacco from and the factory and all those kinds of things. But you found ways to not fall in line with other brands that can get the same tobacco and charge fifteen twenty percent more for that essentially that same cigar. You know, obviously blending is different, but that same kind of tobacco and the makeup and things like that. You know, I, I think speaks to you wanting to have cigars in the industry that pretty much anybody can get their hands on, can enjoy yeah. and can get the flavor profile on because you know, it's about the experience and yeah, there's a bottom 100%. line. You've got to make money. You've got to do all those different things, but you found a way to do it. That is killing essentially both of those, you know, those, you know, touching both of those areas because you've recognized that you'd rather have the cigar in more people's hands and get the word out that way through people enjoying it than have a cigar that's, you know, 15, 16, $18 and people going, holy moly, what in the world is he doing? And you could justify it because of the tobacco that you use, but you'd rather have the experience. Uh, uh, look, bro. And this is, this is a compliment to the other brands more than anything. They've built their brands to a point where they could do that and people yeah. will buy it. Patina has not, you know, a sure. three year old brand. It takes time to build. And really, even if I could, I wouldn't spend, you know, I remember the first interview I ever did was with Cigar Federation the week that Patina came out. And I will say the same exact thing sitting here three years later. The goal is to create an ultra premium experience without the ultra premium price. I grew up in a blue collar area surrounded by blue collar people for the most part. And that is the attitude that I take every day. You know, can my buddies afford this? Can my, you know, whatever afford this? And yes, it's not the cheapest cigar in the market. You know, it's in the 8 to 12 range. Um, and when we first started uh, Patina, a lot of people complained about the price point for, you know, a new brand, this and that. Well, Patina hasn't had a price increase in three years. Now everybody's caught up to me or surpassed me pretty much. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. But you, you try to, again, everything is with the focus for the long haul. So even when we priced them to begin with, I knew that bought me a lot of time to where I wouldn't have to increase prices. Mm -hmm. So, No, that's the great thing about it. And even before I started representing Patina, you know that, you know, the – and I told you this even before you and I were working together that the Patina Connecticut is always always been in my top five since you came out with it, and yeah, I think that's you know that's a testament because there's a lot of there's a lot of Connecticut's out there. There's a lot of competition in the Connecticut, the Habano, the Maduro markets, you know, and mm -hmm. those are obviously the three main wrappers that people are using on cigars today. Yeah, but that Connecticut of yours has always been, you know, in my top five. And it's mm -hmm. because you do, have done a great job. You've stayed consistent with it. And even down to the factory change, like I, I love the factory change because not a lot changed on, on your cigar at all. Like it continued to maintain to be the same excellent quality, if not better, once you made the factory change. Yeah, man. I, I honestly think, um, well, look, if you're able to get the Mombacho made stuff still at some places, you know, those cigars are now anywhere from a year and a half to two years old. Right. So they're they're smoking really well in their own right. Um, 
But there were some tweaks that I was able to make when I went to Noxa and that I'm very excited about going forward. And uh, yeah, dude, I just, I feel really good about it uh, to where we're headed. I really do. Uh, it's just a matter of now we, we've got the consumer excitement, uh, people that are smoking the brand and enjoying it. Uh, we just got to find a way to get, get the retailers on board. So. <laughs> You know that's kind of where, uh, but uh, but that's already that's yeah. always part of the battle with the new cigar. I mean, sure, retailers. Yeah. You know, a lot of our retailers that are out there now, especially as it's getting harder and harder and harder to open a new cigar shop. A lot of our retailers have been around for a long time, and they're used to their core stuff. Right. They're used to right. just what is a customer asking for? What are they asking for? What are they asking for? And right. how do we, you know, they're learning on how to encourage. Uh, cigar smokers to try new things like the patina 100 percent. you know yeah. they're, they're finding their maduro guys and how do i encourage them to try a connecticut of right. a brand I've never heard before like there's right. big convincing points that a retailer oh, yeah. willing to go through to to back your cigar and absolutely and you and i have talked about this none of us none of us want that cigar just going into and sitting on a shelf that doesn't do anybody mm. any good if no in that cigar no you're absolutely right yeah, so it's, it's it's not easy. Yeah, and to put something out that people are going to come back to on their own, mm -hmm. uh, very difficult. Very yeah. difficult, and and you've done very well at that. And that's that's the great thing about it because you look at the retailers that you have acquired, and you yeah. haven't rushed it. You haven't gone out and done some crazy deals to try and convince guys just to throw it on their shelves. You're willing to walk mm -hmm. away if it doesn't seem like you know somebody's convinced on the cigar themselves, or they're not going to help support it. And I love that because the ones that you, the retailers that you've generated and the business you've generated through those retailers has sustained. It's been good and it's not going anywhere. These guys continue yeah. to support you. Yeah, of course. I mean, if you, if I'm willing to cheapen my brand, why wouldn't a, why wouldn't a retailer? Right. Right. I mean, yep. if I'm, if I'm willing to cheapen my brand, why wouldn't anybody else? So, right. um, now with that said, we've talked Brandon and I mean, this is, if there's a retailer that has been struggling as a result of COVID or something like that and is trying to get back on their feet, will we work with them? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. Um, anything that we could do to support them. Uh, but am I going to go out of my way to, to cheapen the brand? No. Just right. won't happen. Right. Yep. And Kevin's got a question here. How do you get patina in your local lounge? Brandon, I'll let you take that one because, well, that, that's your job. Uh, good luck. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how, how much grease money do you have? Yeah, right. <laughs> or how, how much dirty info do you have on the owner of the lounge? That's right. Yeah. No, Kevin, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, and I can answer that question away from even Patina. Like, how do you get any new cigar into your local lounge? It, it really comes down to, and unfortunately, it's what I've found is interesting here is that you have a lot of retailers that are so heavily against the online re you know, retail, the online stores, and yet sometimes the only time, Kevin, for you to experience the cigars for you to pick it up online. Right. And so, you know, we've got a, like, we've got a relationship with a great online retailer of small batch cigars mm -hmm. uh, that's given us a code for uh, Patina cigars so that you can get them at an extra 10% off and be able to try and sample that cigar. If it's a cigar you absolutely love, what I recommend is pick up a box of it from a shop like Small Batch where you can get it. Smoke yep. some of them yourself. Go hand a couple to the shop owner. And real, re realistically, what it comes down to to get a cigar into a shop is 
I have to get the customers excited about that cigar and requesting that cigar. Mm-hmm. That's the majority of the shops out there. So how do how do we get the customers? How do you share with some of the people that you sit down in that shop with this cigar and get them excited about it and asking that shop owner or the guy doing the purchasing over and over and over again to bring it in? And then it's just as simple as contacting somebody like Mo or whoever your local uh, representative is and, and having them put the order together and get it in. But mm-hmm. first, I'm finding we have to get the consumer excited about the cigar. And unfortunately, a lot of that <sighs> online first, right? Yeah. So, Brandon, you touch on some really interesting points. First and foremost, I've spent the majority of my time in these last couple of years really trying to connect with consumers. Consumers drive everything. Okay, the retailer could really only do so much if consumers aren't asking for it. And, um, you know, that that's important. Secondly, what we see a lot of on our end, and and maybe I shouldn't say this, I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) Um, it's never stopped me before. Nobody listens to this show anyway, so go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, it's never stopped me before, but look, everybody wants to talk about how online is this great big threat, but yet when it comes down to it, here you are as a small brand that is not like super online heavy. That is not on a ton of online sites that you could put into your humidor and know that the price you're charging for it is going to be uh, the same as what other people are charging because it's not discounted heavily online. I mean, look, sure, do guys run deals periodically through their email lists? Absolutely. That's every brand. But I'm talking about you're not going to go to a a website and see it for 95% off, you know, pick and choose, right? So if I'm a retailer... I'm looking at it like, man, that's a brand that I want to have. But so you can't talk about, well, online, this and that, and then not carry brands that don't, for lack of a better word, pimp themselves online. Right. Right? Yeah. So you got to make a choice. And so, uh, well, yeah, it, it, that, that, always, that always perplexed me, I guess. And to that point, I mean, how many brands have we seen now come out that have said, we're going to do brick and mortar only. You're not allowed to sell it online. You can get online and let people know you have it. They can call it an sure. order. But you cannot sell it online. And they want yeah. to support the brick and mortar. Yeah. I, I know I represented one for a short period of time. Um, and they they were brick and mortar only. And it was very difficult because the meeting that I would have with the shop owner was simply saying, hey, if you guys don't, if you're so against the online thing, then you need to bring in the cigar and show the support because a brand, a brand like yours, like Patina, if it's not selling in shops, you got to find somewhere to sell it. Otherwise, you just uh, made a bunch of cigars for yourself to smoke. <laughs> and, and yeah. Absolutely. And so um, the reliance, look, if brick and mortars want brands to stop going online or being online heavy, then they're going to have to bring in the brands that and reward them for that stance. And mm-hmm. if they choose not to, then you put us in a position where it's like, okay, well, we got to do what we got to do too, okay? Right. And so you you get you know retailers that you partner with like a small batch, which sterling reputation, right? Doesn't destroy brands; it builds brands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recently, uh, you know, I'm on SmokingPipes.com out of South Carolina, and other great great folks that do it right, okay. 
Um, we're with Atlantic a little bit. Um, not super heavy, but, you know, they sell patina too. Uh, but there's not like a ton, right? right. So um, it's still a unique opportunity for a brick and mortar to get the brand and be able to differentiate their humidor, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Quakes30 asks, Mo, do you see cigar prices going up due to this pandemic, and will patina prices go up in the near future? Um, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In terms of patina prices, uh, I have not seen anything yet that would necessitate a price increase. Um, what about that uh, new Ferrari you're trying to buy? I mean, that's... Yeah, you, wait, wait, hold on. You mean, you mean my Honda Accord that I just turned in... <laughs> That I just turned in on my lease that I haven't even replaced because I don't want to spend any money. Uh, <laughs> that one. Uh, yeah, so, you, so yeah, I'm currently you need to raise prices so you can afford the bus pass there in Chicago. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, listen, man. Even if I got to make a little bit less money, I I would rather not raise prices. That's like last resort for me. Yeah. Uh, I I really want to try to avoid that as long as I can, to the extent that I can. And obviously, the more volume we do the the more consistent the pricing will be right because you could uh you can get away with that but um yeah man that's just that's a really good question i i really don't know i can't speak for other people well and i think there's something to add on to that um is that we need to understand too as a consumer that the price increase is not always on just the cigar manufacturer's end Right. Uh, so will we see prices going up due to this pandemic? I, I wouldn't doubt it, but I don't think that you're always going to see that coming from the manufacturer end. And, and as a consumer, you don't, you don't get, you don't get to see what's going on in the back end. Like, is there a new price sheet that we sent out to that cigar shop owner, or are they trying to recover some of the funds that they lost in the two to three months that they full? Yep. So please understand that if you do see cigar prices increase, which I'm already seeing happening. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll answer that on the, the retailer end that I'm already seeing that happening, but it is not coming from always preface. It's not always coming from the cigar manufacturer. So you may yeah. see an increase in the patina price, but you know, Mosey, you're saying that's not coming from him. No, it's not coming from me. And, and that's okay. Now look, if, yeah, I mean, people can try, you know, whatever um, that's, but here, listen, this is all assuming that FDA stuff doesn't create astro- astronomical fees for us. Right. Yeah. If that happens, then yeah, all bets are off on price increases. We, yeah. Then at that point you have to, um, you know, you kind of got to look at that again. Uh, because, they're already yeah. buying a premium cigars, $12 and over. Yeah. So yeah. man, there, there's still a lot up in the air in terms of pricing. I think that's yeah. going to be something that uh, we'll continue to watch too. Yeah, because that's the interesting thing with with the FDA stuff that you bring up. Because if they if that goes through and they consider a, a premium cigar as twelve dollars and over, then I mean, how many of these? You know, we're we're not going to see the six dollar and the five dollar and the eight dollar cigars anymore. I mean, if you want to stay in business, it's got to be over twelve dollars, and that's just. But that's again not in your control. That's that's all yeah. on the FDA side. Yeah, and even if. Uh... We start having having to incur major fees uh, yep. for the cigars. You know that's going to increase the price of cigars as well. So while there is nothing in the plans, that is assuming a consistent regulatory environment 
and a consistent global uh, global environment, I guess, which is our two big assumptions right now. And I think I think it's so easy as a consumer to sit back, no matter what you're buying, whether it's cigars or cars or mm-hmm. you know Q-tips, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, there's there's anything that you can see a price increase on, and that's not always because of right. you know because of import tax. It could be because of you know sales tax. It could be anything. Sure. Yeah. There's so many different factors, but as a consumer, it's easy to sit back and go, "Oh well, Patina's raising the prices on us, man, because I can right. make more money." And blah blah blah, and that's not always reality. And so, yeah, man. Yeah. Like if you're in New York and they end up passing that bill where cigars oh. become 96% taxed, Good that God. wasn't Patina. That was, uh, wow. you know, the legislature of New York. So, yep. um, yeah, know, Colorado. Yeah. Didn't Illinois, aren't they trying to pass it too? That the, the double yeah, tax got, got squashed. Did it? For now. Oh, God. For now. Good. For now. But, so, uh, you've had the majority of your line reviewed by Half Wheel. And yes. you've got high 80s, and I mean the Maduro Rustic got a 90. Yep. Do it as a as a cigar manufacturer that is newer to to validate what you're doing. Again, you know, bro, you, you take. I mean, look, the the Maduro got a hundred from Catman, right? So um, their reviews are just like anything. I've gotten low 80s, I've gotten 100, I've gotten 90s, I've gotten 80s. Uh, You just, you you take it as it is, and you appreciate the people that take the time to review the cigars. Um, But you you can't allow yourself to get too high or too low off of, if you're comfortable with what you're doing and you believe in your your product, um, that's really what matters at the end of the day. Um, because some people are going to like it and some people aren't, man. That's just, that's just reality. So, yep. One, and as a cigar reviewer, you know, it it is subjective. People get used to sort of your style and how you review and, and doing those different things. And, uh, I mean, with that smoking cigars, you know, when I was with them and I'll cover that later, but, uh, you know, with, with doing those reviews, people get used to sort of your style and how you approach it and the way that you look at it. And and that's how, like you just said, that that's how as a manufacturer and as a cigar enthusiast, you have to approach the reviews. It's one person's perspective on that cigar. Hopefully it's a positive one, obviously, so that they can yeah. help, you know, influence people to go and purchase those cigars. Uh, sure. But at the end of the day, everybody has to make up the decision for themselves as to whether they are compelled enough to buy it first and then right. whether they enjoy it or not. And yeah. fortunately for Patina, you know, everybody that, that I've talked to that's ever tried a Patina raves about them. Well, it's interesting. Um, it, it really starts with uh, industry acceptance, if you will, Right. Um, people within the industry, they respect the product that you're putting out. And then usually that'll translate into a wider acceptance. And so it's always a compliment when somebody comes by the booth at PCA or I, you know, IPC or whatever you want, TP. Hey man, can I snag one of those? Hey man, can I get, can I get one of your Connecticut's? Can I get one of your Abano? Um, Brandon and I saw something very interesting at TPE. And I don't know if you want to talk about the story, Brandon, but where, where somebody was on the fence about the brand, was kind of lukewarm about it, ended up smoking the cigar, walking around with it, and had other people that don't have anything to do with Patina tell them how good of a cigar that was. And they ended up bringing it in. 
Yep. And um, that to me is the biggest compliment, man. Like when you're not always going to get maybe the recognition that you feel like you should get or the recognition you feel like you should, because we all think that every person you talk to is going to think their cigars are awesome and this and that. No one's, no one's putting out stuff that they don't like. Sure. But yeah. when, when you could, when you're comfortable with who you are and what you've put out, you could weather all of that stuff. Yeah. Right. And so, and you could also uh, be appreciative of the people that get behind you and, and ultimately that respect is um that's awesome man that's what keeps you going so yeah and that's what i love about it is just i mean everybody is talking about it and i think that's more important than any of the ratings that are out there because so often i mean i was talking to patrick about this from uh, half wheel last week about that 90 rating and i said bro really i mean 91 or above gets them into the you know the top 25 potential and blah 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 and uh, I said, you couldn't get him that one extra point, man, to put him in the potential for the top 25. And But then as I got to thinking about that comment that I made myself, I realized at the same time how much getting that, and we've talked about it before, getting that number one cigar or number two, number three cigar has actually hurt a lot of manufacturers. Yeah. Has, has enabled the opportunity or pushed that opportunity for them to sacrifice their integrity of the cigar itself just to try and get it out there more and more and more. So yeah. I think I think everything happens for a reason. 100%. It's like yeah. the Madden curse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't uh, know if that is. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like when they, they put an athlete on the cover of Madden, and then all of a sudden the guy has like the worst year of his career. But look, the, the thing is this, man, is it's human nature when we see things perched up, and especially if we think that it's not um, worthy of that perch, people are going to do anything they can to knock it down. Right. Right. So I would, um, I'm with you, man. I actually don't, if I'm not in the top 25, if I'm not number one or whatever, I'm okay with that. I like flying under the radar and I like being the consumer's choice. I'll take that any day of the week. And that's not an insult to any of the reviewers. I used to review cigars. That's how I got started in this. But I would rather be the choice of the people than anything else. That's what it comes down to. Because they're the ones buying. 100%. They're the ones that support the brands. They're the ones that say, hey, I mean, William saying Patina should be rated 100, all three of them. Appreciate that. that. Thank you. That's the endorsement that you want. You don't want Mm -hmm. the endorsement of every single cigar reviewer saying this is amazing. Yes, does it help move product? Hopefully, absolutely. Maybe. But the end user and the consumer are saying, no, I, I've got to continue smoking patina. That's the endorsement that you want. Tim, you go, listen, man, you, you go into uh, a humidor and you ask the guy, what are your number one selling cigars? And they're going to tell you uh, a Romeo and Julieta or a Macanudo or, you know, punch this or whatever. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw any of those creep up on somebody's list? Right. Yeah. Right. It's true. I mean, and- some of the lists, in my opinion, of the reviewers, some of the lists are, and I don't want to say they're they're cooking the books and that they're saying, well, I to put this one in. But to yeah. a certain degree, there there is a very transparent familiarity with the the brands and the manufacturers that yeah. repetitively get put on those lists. Some of them are very justifiable in being on those mm-hmm. lists because they sure. put out good cars. 
but there are certain lists that get put out there where you just sort of expect that there's going to be, you know, these three or four heritage lines, you know, a new release from this one, you know, all those different things, because that's just how they approach it. Does it make it right? I personally don't think so, because it should be, you know, you haven't heard a whole lot of the top 10 lists or top 25 or whatever they are where they do the consumer's choice or the consumer's pick or what would you be smoking? And I think when it gets to that point, if it gets to that point, that's where the industry is going to start to shift from where it's been of the big heritage lines and some boutique lines, getting all the exposure and getting all that to, okay, what is the everyday cigar enthusiast smoking? What are they enjoying? What do we need to make sure we're enjoying that maybe we're not even paying attention to right now? Sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, the dynamics are changing. The, yeah. the, the age group that are heavily into Romeo and all of that are, that's an older crowd, okay? The younger guys are not gravitating towards those cigars. So you see a yeah. dynamic, you see that shift a little bit. But I'm going to say, I always say this, and, I, and it's half joking but half serious too. The best place to be is number three on Cigar Aficionado. It's the best place to be. Yep. That, that rating will 100% get people to try your cigar and with an open mind, most importantly. Okay, because number one, people are going in to be able to dog that cigar. Everyone's looking for a reason to say, oh, fuck this, it ain't number one, right? Yep. Myself, I mean, when I was was on the (laughs) other side, fuck, man, I see a cigar number one, I want to find every reason to say it ain't number one, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Number two, nobody really, I mean, it's like, okay, well, you were the runner up. And then number three, for some reason, everybody, like, all right, man, let's check it out, right? So, I would yeah. so number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the number three actually becomes the number one. And, uh, and, and listen, the cigar aficionado list does move markets. It just does. Yep. Every, every retail shop is going to have the top five of cigar aficionado. Whether you agree with the list or don't agree with it doesn't matter. It moves uh, retailers. Yep. Yeah, and Michael Wells says if you get consumers talking to each other about it, especially with social media the last couple of years, that speaks volumes. And I, I think that's the more important thing. And and you know, doing things like this, coming on, you know, coming on our show and you know, doing the herfs and all that stuff that, that we have now with the social media, yeah, is certainly gonna drive it a lot more. And you got guys like William that are, you know, in in my group that are constantly smoking it and posting Ooh. it. Guys like Michael Wells that are constantly smoking it and encouraging yeah, pre- appreciate you guys, yeah. And and that's that's I think that's the new drive of the market, and I I think some of these top ten lists, top twenty five lists are starting to see some of that. Yep. Um, and that's why you see half wheel they do the consumer's choice. Um, yeah. You know because it's it's really is what's driving the market. What are people talking about? And listen, I'm more likely to be influenced by a friend of mine than I am by a magazine that I don't know. Hundred percent. Know the yep. magazine, the name, but I'm more app to be influenced by my friends saying dude here try this and them handing me that cigar with a Mm -hmm. smile on their face having a good conversation you know maybe with a good drink and then now it's like because you and i both know like the cigar your cigars hold up on their own but if we can couple that with a great experience yeah that thing is guaranteed to be added to a rotation 100 yeah you're absolutely right people always i i get man your cigars really go well with coffee and so I, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, why is that? And then I start thinking about, man, I'm like, dude, now that I think about it, every time we work on the blends of the cigars, I'm drinking coffee, like when I'm in Nicaragua. 
like maybe that's why water and coffee is what i always you know like well maybe that's what it is i don't know could be i think your cigars pair very well with water thank you that's the biggest compliment you can give me because <laughs> there's what? nothing there's nothing helping that cigar at that point exactly. no not at all well, and, and you know, uh, I'll mention Half Wheel again. The fact that they do the consensus and they look at other reviewers and they do things like that, they're recognizing that there are alternative perspectives that need to be validated, that need to be given exposure, that need to be made aware. And the fact that right. they can go and pull from, you know, multiple different reviewers and different people, sure. I think speaks to what we've been talking about the last couple of minutes that there is an understanding that the reviewers and the consumers, because yes, and I say this as a reviewer, there are reviewers out there that if they're sent a cigar or they try it, they're going to give it a good review because I, I feel like I have to. Even if I think it's a dog rocket, I may still give it a good review because, well, everyone else has and I don't want to be the odd man out. And there are some reviewers that don't care about that. And I mean, my reviews, it's, it's honest. It is what it is. And if you don't like it, that's great. That's my palate. But I, I think Half Wheel is, is definitely trending, you know, and paying attention to the trends of there are people out there that aren't big public figures that aren't these magazines that aren't these media outlets that still do things that need to be, you know, need to be listened to and need to be heard. Yeah. 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 That brings us into quakes. That's another great question. What's more impressive top 10 list in your opinion, Mo to be on cigar aficionado or in half wheel, man, that's from a brand perspective, cigar aficionado from a cigar nerd uh, perspective, half wheel. Yeah. Yeah, and this show is not sponsored by Half Wheel, by the way. <laughs> no. no, I mean, even though it um, seems like it is, <laughs> but uh, maybe no, it should I mean, be. Maybe listen, it should I, be. I, I have my issues with some of the stuff Half Wheel does. I have sure. some of my issues with some of the stuff Cigar Aficionado does. But you know what, man? Look, everybody fills a role in in this industry experience, and you respect people's opinions for what they are—good, bad, or indifferent—and um, that's it. You know it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I, I like me personally, and I'll answer that one for, for me personally, and it's not because of my relationship with them, but I mean, I, I personally like half a little better. I'm more of a cigar nerd, uh, but I just find, I, I don't find that they're as driven by the advertising dollars as some of the other publications are. And I do like that because I've, I've sat down with Patrick and we've, you know, hashed stuff out and we've talked. He's about su it. such a good guy. Yeah. He's yeah. Awesome. Dude, and we'll sit here and talk about it, and he'll he'll share with us some of like how they've been just absolutely beat up by a review, and they refuse mm -hmm. to change it. Yep. Look, like that's the review. That's it. Deal with it. To to further answer that question, I'll give you an example. Um, when I was working retail, uh, twenty uh, sixteen. If you guys remember, the cigar of the year and cigar aficionado was uh, Andalusian Bowl. Yep. Okay. Number two is La Historia. Right. So, dude, when, when that cigar came out, we couldn't sell it to anybody. Okay, first of all, the price point was $17. Right. Uh, which is a lot for, for LFD customers, unless it's a Lido small batch, they weren't spending $17 on a cigar. So it just sat. That review comes out, and we couldn't keep that cigar on the shelf. Okay. So guys would come in, hey, do you have Andalusian Bowl? No, we don't. But I have the number one cigar from Half Wheel if you want to try that, which that year was the Illusioni Hot 10. Mm. Okay? So we're like, hey, man, what's Half Wheel? 
<laughs> so it's um, not a whole wheel. <laughs> right. And that's yeah. not an indictment of half wheel. That's you just know? saying that the majority of people, and that's why I said from a cigar nerd perspective, half wheel, because really the guys that read half wheel, even half wheel as big as it is now, or cigar coupe as big as it is, a very, very small number of the cigar community even knows about those sites. Right. Yeah. You know, guys got to remember, man, like I always say, the there's a big difference between cigar smokers and guys who smoke cigars. And yeah. most people are guys that smoke cigars or ladies, you know, that smoke cigars. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And it's funny because like, but I'm, I'm noticing a little bit of a change because this year, as I'm in retailers, I, I don't hear people walking in asking for the, uh, what is it? The aging room. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a shift. I don't know if that's a, a, you know, an aging room thing or if people just don't know it, but I, I'm not seeing that as much this year. And I didn't see it as much last year. Um, it almost seems like that's, that's slowly depleting of people coming in asking for and clamoring over that number one cigar of the year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I'm, I'm hoping, and my my feeling is that a lot of that's being driven by social media and just seeing what your peers are smoking versus what some magazine is saying about it. Sure. Yeah. You I know, can see that. We're going to see that so much more. I mean, everybody, like dude, Instagram is like number one of the number one, you know, cigar spots out there because we can just scroll through and find a picture that catches your eye and read about it or what's my friend seeing and you know, and you're just seeing that more and more and more out there. And it seems like people are requesting more of what they're seeing on these posts. And the sure. shop behind it are selling more of whatever they're posting. Man, you're, first of all, you're 100% right on that. And we were talking about COVID and the effects that we've seen um, with, you know, the industry. And what's been fascinating, man, is the guys that carry patina have reordered at clips that I haven't seen since I started the brand. Okay. And then to me, that says they're being rewarded for taking a chance. They're yep. selling a cigar that for whatever reason, people have started asking for more because they have it. And then yep. the guys that didn't bring it in or decided not to are just like, damn, I could have been selling that. Yep. And so that, um, it's just fascinating, man. Like this, this whole experience over the last few months has really uh, changed the viewpoint that I have on a lot of different things. So it'll be yeah. be interesting going forward. And Brandon, I'm with you on that as well. That's I think there's a a really big shift happening in the cigar uh, market. And this cold this COVID thing has really helped push that shift or accelerate it like crazy mm -hmm. because. People can't go in the shop and see what, you know, I mean, let's be honest. The, the, the place most people see the Cigar Aficionado magazine or the top 25 is when they yeah. walk to the shop and there's a poster or the magazine's laying on the table. Right. And not everybody's getting that delivered to their home, but everybody has access to opening their phone and going on Facebook or Instagram and seeing what's out there and what people are talking about. Yeah. I mean, that kind of... That leads me to another question. Do you think some of these magazines that have been around and so prevalent for so long are, are missing the mark by not getting ahead of this and staying on top of the social media push? Man, I'd be, I, I really don't pay much attention to the magazines, uh, but my guess would be probably. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think people have... Look, even to this day, we... 
we still see a huge like this like divergence from what you're seeing on social media versus what's happening on the B&M level, right? right? Um, and, and the hope, and we've talked about this, Brandon, is bridging the gap between being a social media darling and a B&M like stalwart, right? Like you got to be able to translate the, the success or the, the hype on social media into the B&M level Right. And uh, that's really the name of the game. So we're still seeing, in my opinion, uh, a, a divergence of social media versus B&M consumer purchasing habits. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's from the magazines. I don't know if that's from what people see online. I'm not really sure. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see at the end of all this, you know, if we were to get the perspective from a B&M, have they noticed any shifting in trends during the last few months of what's being purchased, what's not? Because a lot of the marketing dollars and things that have, you know, traditionally been around this time of year getting ready for PCA, you know, and all the different, you know, barn smokers and all the different events that are out there is a lot of the marketing has shifted or tapered down in many ways. And so it'd be interesting from the B&M perspective, like what are you moving more of? Because there isn't the multi-million dollar marketing budgets coming out from this, you know, brand X, yeah. are people continuing to buy it because they're still hearing about it more or right. are they shifting to try other things? Okay, so it's, it's a very fascinating question because I was thinking about this and somebody else posed, so when we were first talking about it, we were talking about how everybody's sticking to the brands they know during this, right? Like, okay, I'm just going to be able to, I'm going to buy the stuff that I already know that I like. That's fine. And maybe, but also another thing you have to remember is a lot of these brands, the bigger brands that were going into these stores doing 10, 15, $20,000, $50,000 events are not doing that. So that right. means the guy that used to go in and let's just take Drew Estate as an example and would drop a grand on a Drew Estate event to get the swag, to get the ashtray, the hat, the, the whatever, the box of ligas. That is now that money is still in his budget right? or her budget. Mm -hmm. So are they using that money to go try different stuff? So in my opinion, it actually opens up. Uh, the opportunity to maybe have somebody give you a try because they have dollars that would have gone to some event that their shop does every year or whatever. And now that money is not being spent at that event and is available to be used in other places. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It is interesting to see some people that you can, you can see that the transition and some of the people that I follow that they're trying more stuff now than they had before. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, look, look, man, like, for example, Jonathan Drew come, and I'm not picking on Drew Estate. I'm just using it as an example because I've seen people drop insane amounts of money at Drew Estate events. Right. But, like, dude, he would come to the Chicago shop every year, and people drop two, three grand at that event. It's crazy. That's not happening right now. Right. Okay, so that money that that consumer was spending on that event, they're not. it's now in their pockets. So... Um, it's interesting. It's interesting, man. There's different ways to look at it, I think. No, there's yep. certainly always different ways to look at it. But you know, I think another thing that's also helping influence this is a lot of the um, Cigar of the Month clubs. You know, a lot of those have just popped up out of nowhere, and it's it's kind of bridging the gap a little bit and allowing people to try new brands because I'm noticing a trend in the Cigar of the Month clubs is that the ones that people are not happy with are the ones that are providing nothing but heritage brands. 
Yeah. And you're joining that club because you're wanting to try new stuff. And right. so you're going to see people complain this. Oh, they sent me three cigars out of the five that I didn't like. But well, that's not their fault. It's just your palate. Yeah. But you got to try it. Right. Yeah. And that's the important thing. Now you know what you like and what you don't like. And, you know, I, I know recently we had uh, like Luxury Cigar Club had patina in it. Mm hmm. And, you know, I mean, we saw a lot of posts about that. We saw a lot of people enjoying that. Mm -hmm. And you don't see that right away because, you know, you might get five cigars and a guy might smoke once a week and finally go, hey, you know what? This patina has been in my humidor for three months. Right. Let's give this thing a shot. <laughs> I was laughing about it because, um, you know, I do I do watch social media. And I do watch, you know, that luxury cigar club and we ended up doing it was fantastic. But I definitely see like some of like the quote-unquote influencers like still haven't fired up their patina right right and it's like oh, i i must not be sexy enough yet to get the uh the big influencers to post their patinas but um yeah man you're absolutely right those things are, are great yep yeah, william says that the, he noticed a lot of new purchases in the garage came from the fact that he's a badass i'll just prephrase yeah there you go <laughs> yeah i mean listen man you're not going to get an argument from me the man obviously has good taste yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Brandon responds and says, says, somebody give William a pin. His head's getting too big. <laughs> <laughs> These guys go back and forth all freaking day long, uh, man. That's what it means. That's what it means to be friends. It is, man. I love it. You can post something up, man, and you'll you get this like thread of like 30 comments, and it's just them yeah. going back and forth on each other. <laughs> if somebody doesn't rip on you, are they really your friend? No, not at all. I mean, you gotta be able to. Oh, no, I think, I think you try to offend me like once a day. I try. It's hard. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. Yeah. I, I think I got you fired up one time so far, but that's you a did. pretty bad percentage. I got to yeah. find other ways to poke the bear. In three years, you got me fired up once, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so good luck. We'll, fig we'll you figure it out. In this industry, man. You really oh, do. Dude, I was such a, for lack of a better, well, I'm not going to use that word. I was such a pansy when I first started, man. I used to take stuff personal and things like that. And then over time, bro, you you just get tougher. And it's like you build almost like an armor. And, you know, it it just is what it is. You get tough. You yeah. have to have thick skin in this industry because, yeah. I mean, there's, there's no other way about it. Because yeah. you, you've, you've got to be able to take the fact that someone's going to hate you because you like brand X or this particular you know, size or, you know, whatever the case may be. And if you get, you know, pushed around and you go, Oh, well he, he hurt my feelings. Then, you know, maybe cigars and talking about them isn't for you. <laughs> I mean, you're sitting at a lounge and you know, you, you could have one guy and he lights up, you know, whatever it is. And he look at me and go, Oh, I hated that one. And he's going to look at you and he'll go, that's fine. I like it. You know, you've, right. you've got to be able to, even if it's your first time trying it and you may agree, right. oh, I didn't care for it. Yeah, your opinion was valid. You've got to be able to take it with a grain of salt and just go, okay, yeah, that's his perspective and not let it get you all twisted up and emotional and, you know, in the fetal position. But I like to smoke this one. Right. you got to right. be able to suck it up and know that 10 minutes later, you're probably going to be throwing a jab right back at him. Yeah. Yeah. Be comfortable. Yeah. I mean, don't. Uh, my advice to everybody all the time is, man, don't let other people dictate what you smoke. Smoke what you like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I messed up. I think I got these guys started on something, man. Now these guys are going to mm. try and find a way to offend me. Mm. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> been through a lot of stuff in life, man. Good luck offending me, dude. Elaborate yeah. all you want, Michael. <laughs> Brandon, it, it, it looks as though you're getting uh, down to the nub. I am. Earlier, he got down to the nub on his patina Maduro, and he's grabbing something else. Probably a yeah. Casa Coimbra. Yeah, probably Casa Coimbra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've got my great nubbing tool here, man, from Blue Collar Sticks that he sent me, and I mean, we're definitely and, getting down to the and nub. The and the thing is, man, is like Casa, Luis Cuevas is one of the absolute gentlemen of the industry. I mean, when you're talking about a nice dude, I'm bro, you don't find a nicer guy than that. Yeah. I mean, he really, he really is. I wish Brandon repped a brand where like the person behind it was an ass, like or whatever, <laughs> that I could just like give him crap all the time about it and and whatever. But I almost, I feel bad. I, I just can't do it. You can't. No, he's, yeah, he's really one of those can't. good salt of the earth, you know, great, great, genuine guys that much like you, Mo, that, that really cares about the, the, the consumer and putting out quality cigars and making sure that the quality is there yeah, and, and paying attention to what's going on. You know, and I've heard Brandon talk tons of times just about you and, and literally saying you're probably one of the nicest guys, if not too nice for the cigar industry, but that speaks <laughs> as to how you approach what you're doing because you've been through, as you've explained as a reviewer and doing different things in the industry, you've got a different perspective than a lot of other people that are putting out cigars. Uh, and, and you know, you're from the people that are watching this, you've got people that are sold on patina because one, it's a great product, but two, when they get to learn more about you and what goes into it, it only solidifies it more. No, I mean, I appreciate that. I, I look at it like I'm comfortable insecure in the product that we've put out into the market that I don't have to dog other people's stuff. Yeah. What, what comes of that? I, I look like an idiot. I look like uh, I'm cheapening myself. Right. Right. So we don't, we don't do that. I mean, Brandon doesn't do that. I don't do that. Anybody with Bettina doesn't do that. That's mm -hmm. just not what we do. Um, and we respect the time that people put into stuff. That doesn't mean I like everything that's out in the marketplace today because that's impossible. Um, right. uh, and yeah, I'm not a huge fan of some of the marketing campaigns and this massive influencer movement that we've seen. Yeah, some of that stuff does rub me the wrong way and, and whatever. But that's all part of it. Everybody's got their their strategy to build their brand, right? So yeah. Well, and you've got a uh, Steve with Frontline jumping in here. Mo, the birthday boy. Yeah. Yeah, birthday boy. Yeah, man, great guy. Great yep. guy. We used yeah, to be Steve. part of. Uh, we started off as friends in this group called Paisan Cigar Club when I was still on uh, Facebook, which I'm no longer on Facebook. Um, and I've been friends ever since. So um, we did an event together for uh, his cigar group a couple summers ago at Casa de Monte Cristo in Chicago. So nice. Yeah, man. Really good dude. Yep. And he's in it because yeah. he loves it. Yeah, dude. He, yeah, he's, he's money. Yeah, and he represents a lot of really good smaller brands as well with good people behind him. So, I mean, not yeah. representing, but he carries them, so he's representing them. But sure. yeah, he's got a lot of really good stuff, and I'm, I'm glad that you're you're a part of his team and a part of his uh, his online yeah. experience. Yeah, man, I still got to jump on one of their uh, Zoom Zoom things. Uh, so they, they go late at night. They don't mess yeah. around. So, well, you're up uh, late too, though. Yeah, I know, but that's me time. 
You know, I play a little MLB the show, uh, do some of my market research before the trading day starts. So basically, I go to bed at like 3.30 or 4 in the morning and wake up at like 8.30. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we all guessed it right. Michael Wells, Cuevas Maduro. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, can't talk shit there. Nope. <laughs> You can't. And it's a good follow-up. I mean, he just finished yours. Yeah. 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 Let's go into it. Well, well brother, look, I, I just want to say thank you so much for being here, man. And is there any where can people find you? Um on Instagram, Patina Cigars, on Twitter, Patina Cigars. Don't do a ton with Twitter. Um, but uh mostly Instagram. Uh and that's yeah, that's about it. I'm not on Facebook or anything, so uh, but no, man, thank you guys. This has been a blast. Absolutely. Yeah, always love on. having you, man. And you're just, you're like, a, like I tell everybody, you're salt of the earth, man. I love having you here because your passion shows through in the way you speak and the way you produce your cigars and the way you sell your cigars and everything you do. It just, it, bro. just loud and clear, man. And I, I think that's a big part of the reason, you know, one, you have great cigars, but two, you're just a good person and people want to support that. No, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I, I'm excited, bro. We we have a solid, solid team from distribution to the factory, the guys at Noxa, just top-notch people. Uh, the guys in the field, you know, Brandon and, and the rest of the crew, we're, we're in, and Joe I saw was on here earlier. Yep. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm very happy with how we're positioned going forward. Now it's just a matter of execution. And then yeah. for everybody that smokes patina and has been – very nice with their words here uh, today. I appreciate you guys too. I mean, without you guys, there there is no patina. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Let's not forget that. Michael Wells, happy to see you on here. Love hearing more about a solid brand. Absolutely Pre appreciate you, man. Well, Mo, thank you so much for being on. Uh, Thanks, guys. We know time's valuable. I'm taking Brandon's line. We know time's valuable, uh, but <laughs> yeah. it, time this is, is much. Kick, kick me out of bed moment. I get it. There we go. But <laughs> yeah. seriously, thank you for spending time with us and with everybody here uh, as, you know, part of Down to the Nub Live and the show and everything that we do. I mean, it's it's great having you on and, and well, officially getting to, I guess, meet you virtually. And right. I look forward to talking with you more in the future. Absolutely, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, brother. Take it, take it easy. All right. Take Later. care. Bye. I love <laughs> his perspective in the industry. Because he doesn't jump on and go, you got to buy patina, and I just did this, and we did that, and all these different things. It's like, hey, thank you. I mean, it's it's humility, and it's, look, I'm in it because I love cigars. I love what they do for the consumers. I love how they enjoy them, and I love how it spreads that way. Just another great, great person in the industry. Yeah, and he just really shows, I mean, he really, really shows what this industry is all about and and yeah. what it needs to be about and continue to be about, which is just brotherhood, it's camaraderie, it's just good people, it's humility, uh, being willing to take the good with the bad and just work with it and figure out what's going on and how to fix the bad and how to continue to grow with the good. And, yep. you know, if you're not humble about stuff, then you're going to, you're not going to yep. see how to grow and how to continue to become a better person and a better brand for all the consumers out there. Yeah. And he does a, he does a great job of that. I mean, sharing the story from being an IPCPR and, you know, how that turned around and was a positive thing and people that aren't even connecting to the brand going, Oh, wow, you've got a patina. That's a great cigar. Enjoy it. You know, that's, yeah. it, that's where every manufacturer wants to be. They, they've got the buy-in from the consumer. Yeah, exactly. 
that's the kind of guy that Michael says, that's the kind of guy that makes you really want to support the brand. And you're absolutely right. Yep. Well, for those of you, I'll shift gears for a second. For those of you that uh, I mentioned a little bit ago, um, I just wanted to make an announcement reinforcing what got put out on Friday. Um, You know that I am one half, was one half of Dad Smoke and Cigars when that started about a year and a half ago uh, and have since chosen to, uh, you know, break away from Dad Smoke and Cigars. Everything was on good, positive terms. You know, and I don't say that just to say it so that it's a, a good PR statement. It was a good thing. Kyle and I are great, great friends. I mean, we've known each other for close to 20 years. Uh, so when you see Dad Smoking Cigars moving forward, it's Kyle. It's his endeavor. It's his baby. And I'm excited to see what he does and where he goes moving forward with that. So uh, for everybody that supported Dad Smoking Cigars up until this point with me being a part of it, I appreciate it greatly. Continue supporting Dad Smoking Cigars because Kyle's a great guy. He's got his perspective, his reviews, everything he does very worthwhile continuing. Uh, and now I've got my own, uh, YouTube channel, cigar show, Tim, and I'm going to be doing reviews and blog style and some different, uh, lifestyle kind of things and, and get, uh, in some ways a little more personal on family life and what goes into, you know, producing dads, uh, dads, whoo, producing down to the nub. They both start with a D that was probably not very smart. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> all of that. And, uh, for those of you that are, uh, able to continue supporting, I greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much for, um, just, loving the cigar community and everybody that's in it. And so I just wanted to make sure everybody heard that from me as opposed to a, a canned video and different things that got put out. Um, Kyle's going to do great things as he decides with dad smoking cigars and I'm going to be doing my own thing. And it's a, it's a good thing and it's a positive thing. And there's, if you hear anything else, otherwise it's just not true. Well, and I can second that. I mean, I've been a big part of, you know, your guys' decision been in the kind of in the middle there with you a little bit and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I can second that there's, there's not bad blood and I'm excited for the future of dad smoking cigars with, uh, Kyle and what mm-hmm. he's going to be doing with it. I'm excited for the future of cigars, cigar show, Tim and your channel, what you're doing. And obviously excited about uh, the future of down to the nub here. So yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's great. And, and I'll second that, that I know that, uh, I, I know that that's a thing that was, uh, how do you say that? Amicable. Yes. That's a hard word for me to say, uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I know that that was a, a decision between the two of you that was made together and yeah. for the better. So congratulations yeah. on that, man. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, I mean, um, Quakes30 just put, we'll go subscribe to your show now. Thanks for the heads up on it. I appreciate that, Quakes. There have been a lot of people that have reached out to me since and showing continued support for Dad Smoking Cigars. You know, new support for me and my new you know channel and endeavor and what's going to be going on there. Uh, and, uh, and it's appreciated. There's no other way to put it. It's appreciated. And, and it shows how much like down to the nub is there about the community. It it shows that the community truly cares about itself and, and furthering each other and supporting each other and doing all those things. Yep. And with that, I want to just, uh, I want to say thank you guys for all being a part here with, uh, down to the nub, uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook or on Instagram down to the nub. Um, obviously Twitter, all the, all the different social media formats, you'll find us there on down to the nub. Thank you for all of you that are here in YouTube, uh, supporting, being a part of it, that have subscribed, uh, ring the little bell so you can be notified uh, when we're jumping on live and getting to have some great guests with us and, you know, just continue to do great things. We've got some amazing stuff in the future that oh, I really, yeah. really wish that I could talk about, but you got to <laughs> stick around to see it. Cause I can't. We need to end this. I'm going to end up talking about it. <laughs> uh, we, we, we can't share some information yet, but we've got some big things on the horizon, everybody. And 
uh, buckle up and, and hold on because it's going to be a fun ride and there's going to be some new dynamic things uh, that really we aren't seeing take place in the industry and, and we're both really excited about things that are going to be coming up. And I think it's going to influence the rest of the industry, not just podcasts, but I think it's going to influence the rest of the industry. And I think yep. we're going to see some great things coming in the next uh, in the next twelve months. Yep, uh, that is just going to be. Uh, I'm super excited about it. Yep. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in, checking it out. Uh, and Brandon mentioned all the socials. We've got our Patreon also. If you would like to support the show and what goes into it, Patreon.com/slash Down to the Nub. And then we do have our. Uh, actual address for youtube now youtube.com slash down to the nub yes. so if you're subscribed, please go and do that we would love it so that you uh you know when we're putting out new content what's going on we've got a really cool podcast episode coming out this thursday uh a really good interview with that and so uh just stay tuned yep and thank you guys i appreciate all of you and have a wonderful rest of your sunday and an amazing week we love you guys and we appreciate all the support thank you yes thank you so much take care we'll see you next time bye-bye